Hello and welcome to Self Love Unicorn Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Cupcakes. I'm an esthetician, blogger, yoga and Pilates teacher, a self-love coach, and the self-professed self-love unicorn. I believe in both inner and outer beauty, and I believe in learning how to be more comfortable in your own skin and loving the skin you're in. This podcast is going to be about everything it takes to be comfortable in your own skin, from the world we live in, to what we put in and on our bodies, to how we care for ourselves mentally and emotionally. It is about finding self-love through both inner and outer beauty. This podcast is part of my mission to help both women and men fall in love with the skin they're in through my passion for beauty, lifestyle, and wellness. I want to provide you with the tools you need to look and feel your best inside and out. My goal is that through skincare, healthy nutrition and exercise, and of course, a little inner work, I can help you find a balance, increase your confidence, find self-love, and become the most beautiful version of yourself. So don't forget to subscribe, and let's dive right into today's episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode four of the Self-Love Unicorn Podcast. I can't believe we're four episodes in already. Today, we're going to be talking about self-care. Yeah, that's a buzzword that we hear a lot now. Usually it's linked to some brand trying to sell you some facial mask or some kind of essential oil, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper into self-care, give you some idea of when it's time for you to start focusing on self-care, as well as some tips and tricks of ways to to bring self-care into your life and very small and easy steps. Self-care isn't just about a yoga or meditation practice or spending time to get a facial. It's really about checking in on yourself and making sure that you're okay. So what is self-care? It really is this act of taking care of yourself. It's taking time to stop and think about how are you doing emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And if you're not functioning well in one of those areas, it's taking something to really taking the time to really do something about that so you're able to recharge yourself and kind of start to heal yourself a little bit in those areas. I think of self-care in the terms of showing up for yourself the same way you would show up for a friend or a family member that's in need. It's really, again, taking that time to think about what's going on in your life, what areas might need some balance, and then taking the time to rebalance yourself And again, like I said, healing those areas of your life. So it's about showing up for yourself the same way you would show up for a friend or a family member. So let's talk about some signs or triggers that we may notice that really are signals of when we need to stop and take some time for ourselves and our self-care. I think the number one that really shows up for people is that you're very tired or you're having trouble sleeping. Um... We all need to get anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep a night. If a lot of things are going on in your life and they're kind of stressing you out and they're interfering with your ability to fall asleep and get a good night's sleep, that can be a great indicator of that you definitely need to stop. Take a deep thought about what's going on in your life and focus on how you can fix that so you're able to get a good night's sleep. Um, Some of those tricks for that could be just simply journaling before bed so that you're brain dumping everything so that you're not in your thoughts when you're trying to fall asleep. Or even creating to-do lists 
that's something that I like to do before night. I just write everything out, whether it's journaling or a to-do list, so that I don't have those thoughts going on in my head as I try to fall asleep. Um, Also, take a look at your bed, your room where you sleep. Make sure there's no electronics. You're not on your phone right before bed. Those kinds of things can really help you to get a better night's sleep that it's time for some self-care is when you're feeling a little bit more anxious or stressed than normal. If there's a lot of stuff going on in your life and you're constantly feeling anxious or stressed, it may be really time to kind of stop and think about that. This can show up in physical symptoms like tightness in your chest, um, discomfort in your abs, trouble breathing. So you really want to think about how can you take a moment or two to really just stop and breathe, whether that's something like massage, yoga, meditation, whatever works for you to help reduce your anxiety. One of the ways that I really know when I personally need to take time for self-care is when I start feeling really down and depressed. It's not something that happens very um, often, but when I feel depressed, I really have to stop and think about the cause of that. Um, For me, I tend to turn to comfort food, so a lot of sugary and salty foods to kind of deal with that depression. But as I work more on myself, I'm realizing that that is not the best way for me to take care of myself. So I find other activities. I find, for instance, if I'm sitting at home and I'm I'm bored or I'm depressed and then I start wanting to comfort eat or stress eat, the best thing for me is to really just change my uh, situation. So getting up off the couch, maybe taking the dog for a walk or going to do kind of an activity that's a little bit more uplifting. Sometimes even just some fresh air can really change your perspective and help kind of bring you out of that funk. Another signal that you really need some self-care, again, we talked about stress and anxiety, but that can even turn into anger. You can get to a point where you're so stressed out or tired that you just become very angry towards other people. You very easily snap or get set off. That is a very strong indication that you really need to take some time to yourself to kind of reset and rebalance. One of the ways I really like to do that when I'm feeling angry or super stressed or I feel like I'm about to snap is exercise. And that can be any form of exercise that you enjoy. Again, it could be just simply going out and taking a walk outside with your dog. For me, that's yoga and Pilates. Um, It can even be something like kickboxing where you're able to really kind of get out some of your frustrations. So when you're feeling like you're about to snap and you find yourself getting angrier than usual with other people around you, maybe take some time to focus on how you can let out that aggression and kind of, again, reset and rebalance. Of course, how we feel physically and mentally can show up in our bodies in different ways. Again, that could be things like stress, it can be fatigue, it can also show up in us getting sick. If you find yourself getting sick a lot, whether it's with colds or flus or anything like that, that can be a very strong indicator that it's time for you to slow down a little bit. So try to get more rest, maybe increase the amount of healthy foods that you're eating, increase things like your vitamins, your vitamin C's, etc. like that. So when we have emotional or mental stress, it definitely shows up in our body physically. So really start to pay attention to those little physical cues that your body is giving you, that it's time to just take a stop, take a pause, breathe, and reboot. 
So those are just a few of the signals that we need to pay attention to, to know that it's really time for us to pause and focus on some self-care. I wanna give you a few of my favorite tips and activities you can use to kind of really help yourself reset and rebalance. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it's very important that you get enough sleep and that you try to maintain a consistent sleep schedule. One of the things that's been really helpful for me is that I always go to sleep at the same time every night and I wake up at the same time every morning. That's allowing my body to get used to that sleep schedule so that I'm not upsetting it with different sleep patterns. Also, another really important thing for me as far as sleep is that I don't do anything super thought-provoking before I go to bed. I know a lot of people play games or watch TV or play on their computer or their phones right before bed, and that's a lot of stimulus. It's stimulating your brain so that when you turn off your computer, you turn off the lights and you go to bed, your brain is still thinking about that. It's still processing that. So for me, one of the easiest things is just to read. I like to read right before bed. It helps me fall asleep. Um, another trick I do right before bed is that I take time to do my nightly skincare routine, which sounds very superficial, but it's actually amazing because it's part of a ritual to really let my body know that it's time for bed. Um, when I'm using my skincare, for example, if I'm using a facial oil, I'm taking one to two minutes to massage that into the skin. It's just a very soothing way to let my body know that it's time for bed. I never want to be one to tell people what they can and cannot eat, but your nutrition is also very important to how your body reacts to things like stress, fatigue, depression. So make sure that you're feeding your body with nourishing foods and you're eating a very well-balanced meal that includes lots of fruits and vegetables, as well as that you're drinking a lot of water. Sometimes dehydration can show up in different ways, such as fatigue, headaches, all of these things that can kind of make us feel sluggish. Um, so make sure that you're getting plenty of water throughout the day as well. Now, I do work in an office environment, and one of the things that I'm constantly surprised at is the amount of people who don't actually take their lunch breaks. A lot of people sit at their desk, they eat their food, they snack all day long. The only time they get up is to get something off the printer or to go to the bathroom, and sometimes I feel like those people don't even go to the bathroom enough. I like to take walking breaks as often as possible. I have a Fitbit, so it signals for me at 10 minutes before the end of the hour to make sure that I get my steps in. So every time that goes off, I'll get up and do a loop or two around the office just to make sure that I've gotten a break from sitting at the computer. So whenever you're working on your computer, your phone, you're on social media, definitely take some breaks from that. Um, another great tip that I like to use is called the Pomodoro Technique. So if you're working on a project, you set a timer to give yourself, say, 20 minutes to work on that project, then you take a five-minute break, then you go back for another 20 minutes, and you take another five-minute break. So you can use, there's apps that you can use for that in the App Store, as well as you can just set a timer on your phone uh, to make sure that you're getting up, you're taking breaks, and it's um, going to be very helpful for your mind and helping you from not getting fatigued and tired and stressed. Tip I like to use for helping you avoid stress. This is one I feel like deserves its own entire podcast episode, which maybe I'll focus on, but that's setting boundaries, learning to say no. It's okay to say no if you don't want to or are not able to do something at that moment. 
I feel like when we take on too many commitments, we're putting a lot of extra pressure on ourselves, and that's not really good for our mental or emotional health. Let's talk about some tips that can help you relax, um, especially in your time off, your days off. Uh, like I said, some of my favorite tips are my skincare routine at night is very relaxing for me. Uh, reading a book is very relaxing for me. And again, practicing my yoga meditation and Pilates practices. For me, those are very relaxing. Those might not work for you. So think about the things that you really like to do that help you relax and help get you out of your head and start to focus on those. That could be something like watching your favorite TV show. A good laugh is always a great thing to lift our spirits. Um, maybe doing something like a puzzle or a puzzle game um, can be very relaxing and soothing. When my husband needs to get out of his head and just kind of really relax, one of his favorite activities is putting together puzzles and he buys the very large complicated one. So it's also kind of challenging him. Another thing you can do is listen to music, just maybe lay in bed or sit on your couch and just close your eyes, take a couple nice deep breaths and listen to some very relaxing music. We all know Enya is like one of the most soothing things out there. So put her on, light a scented candle or diffuse an essential oil and just take a couple minutes to breathe and let your body and mind rest. Another one of my favorite things is to take a bubble bath. The house that we live in now doesn't have the greatest bathtub, so I do miss my bubble baths, but that can be a very relaxing thing you can do even just for five to 10 minutes. Set the temperature to whatever is comfortable for you. Throw in a bath bomb or some bath salts or a bubble bath or essential oils and just sit in there completely immersed, eyes closed, and just let the water kind of really rehydrate your skin and soothe your soul. As I mentioned earlier, being out in nature is also very soothing for me. So that could be something very simple like taking a walk with my dog. When I do this, I make sure that I turn off and that uh, what I mean by that is that I don't bring my phone or I bring my phone, but I'm not on my phone. I'm really taking that time to be present, not only in nature, but with my dog. It's a very exciting time for her to go for a walk. She loves to explore things. And for her, it's a really fun time. So for me, it's very important that I'm present with her in that moment and just watching her how she reacts and she gets very excited that we're just out and about walking around. So I do get a lot of joy out of just spending time just with her outside. You can do other things outside like maybe take a bike ride, visit the beach, go have lunch in a park, maybe take a hike somewhere, explore new areas in your neighborhood. Maybe there's a park or a lake or something that you haven't visited. Take some time to go there. Another thing that's really soothing for me is just sitting by an area of water that could be a lake or a river or the beach and just really being present with the sound of the wind and the trees, the way that the waves move across the lake or the beach and just really being present in that moment. Water can be such a soothing thing for our soul. So whenever you're feeling really stressed or tired or anxious, take some time to go be present in nature. Another tip is to focus on some social activities. This one's actually been very hard for me, having moved back to Florida. 
Um, even though I do have some friends here, I don't get to see them as often as I would like. And I haven't really taken the opportunity to create any new friendships. But social activities can be very good for us. Um, things like having dinner with a friend, um, taking time to have a phone call with a friend can be very soothing. Um, joining a community that has very similar uh, beliefs and interest as you so that you can connect with similar liked people. That's very important. Um, visiting with your family or just doing anything with someone, just being more sociable. That's definitely a tip that I myself need to work on. I tend to work, come home, do my thing, and then on the weekends, just really spending time with my husband. Even though that is social for us, it's usually just us. We go to the parks or something like that. And it's fun and it's getting out of the house, but it would be nice for us and we something we need to focus on is connecting with other people and building new friendships in our area. Being creative is an amazing tip to, for self-care. Um, that's part of the reason why I started my blog and my YouTube channel and this podcast. For me, these are a creative outlet. It's a way for me to express the things that I'm interested and passionate about and to share my experiences and knowledge. And also, I believe that and I hope that somewhere along the way, I'm helping somebody else by providing that experience and knowledge. So for me, this is a creative outlet. But some other amazing creative outlets you can use that are amazing stress relievers are things like drawing, writing or journaling, which I mentioned before, um, coloring in adult coloring books. That's another one that my husband absolutely loves. He gets very stressed out from flying and traveling. So a good way for him to kind of relieve some of that stress and anxiety is to color in an adult coloring book. It sounds silly, but they're very soothing. And if you're not into that, I would suggest even buying some like children's coloring books and just coloring like you used to when you were a kid and extra points if you color outside the line. You can also do things like trying a DIY project, uh, focusing on doing more cooking and baking. Those can all be a very, um, again, very soothing and creative self-care activities. Those are the ones that I think that we think of when we talk about self-care. I think we immediately start thinking about like things like massages and facials and manicures and pedicures. And while those are all great, I've given you a lot of tips of things you can do without really spending too much money. Things that you can do in your home, on your own, with your partner, with your friends, with your family, they can really help you to focus more on self-care. And I think a lot of times people think self-care is very selfish. We are such a society where we're always saying yes and trying to tend to others' needs, but we got to remember that we have to take care of ourselves first. In order to better take care of other people, we need to make sure that we are not stressed out and spreading ourselves too thin. So when I talk about self-care, I think it's also important to, to remind yourself that self-care looks different for every single person, and it doesn't have to be self-care. It can be something like family care. If spending time with your children really kind of calms you down, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know any parents that are really going to say that, but if it does, if that's your thing, then maybe your self-care is taking your children to a park and watching them play. Maybe that's how you spend time on the weekends to relax and really focus on yourself. But don't forget to take some time that's just for yourself. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope it gave you some useful tips to get started on your self-care practice. We'll definitely be talking about that more. 
Um, Because self-care is a huge part of finding self-love. I think when we are in a very balanced mental, emotional, and physical state, we definitely can start to focus on increasing that self-love. So self-care is a huge part of that. I'd love to hear what you guys use for your own self-care practices. So you can email me at christopher.cupcakes1 at gmail.com or send me a direct message on Instagram at christopher.cupcakes. And I look forward to connecting with you guys in future podcasts. And remember, as always, be well, be happy, and stay fabulous. Bye.